hello there. Figured today will be a little bit of a different show from what you're used to, particularly in the person's hosting it. That is to say, it'll be on the same subject matter, specifically Fortnite, but also encapsulating a topic I've been wanting to broach from personal conversation. Best Scottish person in a film. It's not going to start with that question outright, although it's a bit murky in terms of definition. I'm going to start by saying I think Shrek makes the last of most important Scottish film characters. That's not to say Shrek in the land of wherever it is is Scottish, but it's a key, influential Scottish representation. I think Scotland, it doesn't necessarily have to be William Wallace, who also makes the list, obviously, but it can be someone who's simply portraying it well in the public eye. Also, Shrek is love. It's life. You can't get away from that. I think, obviously, Merida makes the list. Uh, more of a Disney sort of Scottish, actually about Scotland. Okay. Quite wonderful, though. I know a lot of people, uh, lads and lasses with hair like that, for days. Uh, as I mentioned, William Wallace had to I am being on there. Uh, I think Scotty, uh, the Simon Pegg version from the Star Trek, I don't know if it told you, but maybe more. Get back to that. Uh, Scotty's wonderful, kind of a absolute delightful character and the accent really adds a lot and it's a bit of an artistic liberty he took with that um, that's probably off the top of my head the ones that I would I would argue really uh, represent a good stable of Scottish characters uh, obvious reasons George Clooney no, not George Clooney missing uh Sean Connery, completely blanked out there for a moment. I'm playing a, a game that's not usually stopped me. It's really a sort of a senior moment, as it were. Uh, Sean Connery, obviously, was excluded from the list as he deserves his own list of best Sean Connery uh, characters and, and portrayals. So Sean Connery is always a, always a surprise with him. Anyhow, uh, last uh, last couple of weeks, several of the episodes have finished uh, reviews on, on horror and the scary film genre, so I had uh, wanted to share a contribution of one I had seen uh, not too long ago, actually. It was a Netflix original horror movie for it, but that's worth. I believe it's called Lights Out. So you hear about it, and it sounds fairly generic, and not really like something that would be of a sort of a quality watch. So I select it, and I'm sitting down, and honestly, it starts on its feet. It doesn't have any muck about with any kind of tittle-tattle and, and, and irrelevant story-building. You get a scary chase scene right off the bat. Really a, a great film, it's sort of a mix of jump scares and 
fairly scary conceptual material. A lot of the time that base primal fear of oh, seeing a hand in the dark or a face in a window, that kind of shared common fear, that's a lot of what the material deals with and it really handles it well. It's also to say there's a main uh, enemy in the film, like a monster they deal with, and it's a ghostly spectre being. But as the film progresses, you find out more it's not a mere haunting, it's more of a specific character who's inhabiting their home and, and disturbing their lives. And it's really a terrible spectre at the beginning, it's very haunting imagery, especially you see a the one scene out of spoil too much where you sort of you see a hand in a doorway and it's really not you haven't seen anything yet to prepare you for that and it's really lasting. But that aside, as the movie goes on you learn more that this pale, leprosy redden girl that the mother's friends with as a as a child is the one haunting them and it really takes a lot of the fear away. It's sort of a, a real locker that way. I think it was a poor decision to flesh her out so much, but at the same time, I mean, what are you going to do? It's not going to be that scary anyway. That being said, <laughs> retroactively, spoiler alert, aye, still worth watching. I'm not... Uh, I shan't cut it up too much there. But aye, you find out it's a friend from when she was young, possibly hypnotised her, I don't really know, they're not really too clear on it. And now she's become bonded to her like a ghost. She's like her living tether to the world. But she's spooky, it's a scary concept. When you turn on the light, she disappears, so it's very hard to encounter that. Although there's a wasted item they introduce at the end where they're cowering in a closet and they find like a UV light, like a, a hotel jizz detector type of light. They shine it around the room and they figure that it, it, it holds her there, it stops her from becoming incorporeal and disappearing. And then later in the film there's a gun and they shoot at her and she can phase in and out and they think, oh it's not effective, we'll never use that, it's terrible. It's all that absolute Madness and stupidity. These two people don't figure out to shine the light at her and shoot at her with the light on. Escapes me. Aye. But the creature's quite spooky too. She appears and, and she speaks to her later and it gets that sort of like malevolent ghostly demonic noise because she's very like, her name's Diana and she's like you can't harm her. Like I live here now. It's very, it's very challenging. It's very like, like if anything happens to the home, I will destroy you. Like I will kill your children. You know, it's that kind of uh, generically evil thing. I'm trying to remember what she says. It was sort of, it, she sort of argues and bargains with the mother, and. Uh, don't put me away anymore in the darkness. I don't want to be in the basement anymore. Like that kind of, not really even gender specific. They say she's a girl. They really sound like a girl. Then again, you're playing a video game all the time, or you speak to everyone online. They sound like a, 
it's, uh, it sounds like a girl because it's like eight year old boys screaming at the microphones constantly. It's terrible. It's essentially the reason I play with no, uh, with everyone muted in the games now. But that aside, I definitely rate the movie highly. I think Lights Out's worth the watch. Netflix doing something right for once. And I'd be very quick to see that universe and that creature explored more despite my sort of questionable haunting uh, attempt at their voice, which hopefully doesn't induce some sort of haunting. So I'll leave it at that for now. Um, I think there was one other thing. I think, oh, uh, board games. I'm going to sort of dip into a board game I really enjoy. Uh, it's called Tsuro. It's sort of a hard word. It's very Chinese for a Scottish accent, but it's T-S-U-R-O. It's called Game of the Path. Essentially what you do is you build a road and you, you build a long winding pathway and it allows unobstructed travel of your piece. And it's very lovely, low energy, high strategy game. Let me explain it badly. It's to say that you don't have to overthink it, but you can definitely approach it with a, a large overarching strategy. You think two turns ahead if you want to. But it's also a very relaxed and calm game. A lot of fun. You build a road, if you box your friends out and you force them to the edge, you're successful and vice versa. You fail if you're out of options, you're boxed out of the road. Um, I feel like I don't review board games enough. So we won't give a mention to that. Tsuro, a lot of fun. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it's one of the games that you sit down, you set it up, you play it for me, 20 minutes of the round. So you'll play about a 20 minute round. And you'll sit there and you'll think, well, that's good, I'll play it again. And then by the third or fourth time, you'll think, I'm probably bored of this. And you'll put it on the shelf. But then you'll approach it again a couple of weeks or a month, and you'll play it and it's still great. So that's, that's probably where I'm at with that. So I'd recommend it. And, uh,. Yeah, it's probably about all it'll be for now. And we'll see when we can do that sort of something different another time. Until then, go. We didn't have an articulate sign up for that in the middle of the little, uh, Fortnite round. <laughs> Just trying to press a button on the recording there. And <laughs> had abandoned the car he was driving. It resulted in about f three passengers craning off the edge of the cliff. So I apologise if they didn't hear that in any way. But <laughs> nonetheless, thanks for listening, and I'll see you all next time.